Thank you for playing uh, Self-Help Fest. Uh, my dad was a psychologist growing up, so kind of get your thoughts on the Self-Help Fest and what it means and how important it is to you. Yeah, Self-Help Fest, we're excited to be here. You know, something that uh, Jacoby has talked about in his lyrics for a long time is talking about the dark times, but, you know, persevering and getting through it and, you know, reaching out to friends and family when you need it and don't try and go it alone if, if it's really too hard for you. And, I mean, look at Last Resort, it's, you know, we get a lot of people saying that, you know, that song in particular helped save their lives. And, you know, it wasn't the intention, but, you know, once we found that, that people sort of get therapy from that, basically wanted to sort of keep that rolling and it just seemed natural to roll into self-help. Feels like you almost wrote the soundtrack, but the song helped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost, yeah. And great, great new album with, cro- or sort of new album with Crooked Teeth and wanted to hit you with a couple real quick. Any inside? And I guess we should start with help help one of the last songs that we wrote for the album and uh with the music it was kind of a different twist for us you know normally we're not into that major key kind of thing but jacoby took that and did a little juxtaposition with the lyrics and it's it's really cool like it wasn't our favorite song to begin with but you know he was kind of in a moment where he was just you know there was a lot of inner turmoil with him and and he so he just jotted it down real quick and then threw it out and and it stuck and it was i think it's a great song yeah I mean, that's what he's always done has been vulnerable like that. Totally. Uh, a couple more for you just real quick. Uh, American Dreams. American Dreams. Yeah. Um, you know, basically a commentary on like the American dream isn't always what it seems to be like. It's a lot harder for some people than it is for other people. It's not really anything sort of that we feel like is going to change the world. It's just being in the environment that we were in while we were doing the record. We were, I don't want to say ghetto, but it was like it was the valley and, and it was kind of grimy and dirty. And, and we saw a lot of more sort of real life. They saw people down on their luck and, and that kind of stuff. And Jacoby just wanted to comment on it. And it was another one of those where the, the music part of it could be on the happier side and needed a little juxtaposition. Great video, by the way, for oh, yeah. <laughs> the bunny rabbit. And then uh, the new one, Born for Greatness. Born for Greatness. I love that song. That was one of the first songs that we did. And we worked with our friend Jason Evigan, who's he's really like a pop producer. But he uh, used to be in a rock band that, that we had on tour with us. They were called After Midnight Project. You know, he's just a great songwriter, great producer. And uh, we just got in and basically finished the music in a day and, and, you know, the lyrics up and running. And it was a little bit of a departure for us, but it's turned into one of those songs that I think is, is helping uh, define us in, in a way that is getting us you know getting us away from being that last resort band so I, I love it well that's one thing you guys have always done is evolve your sound and, and continue to and one thing I love but just going back for a second to the to the old school I know we're not quite there yet 2000 for the infest for the debut album would you guys do that trend of playing the album in its entirety coming up here on the 20th anniversary we've been talking about it yeah awesome. uh, we did one show in London it was sort of a last minute decision we didn't really announce it it was a lot of fun and I think it, I think that's something that you know because we don't want to be be considered you know something like a a, a heritage band right. or you know a nostalgic throwback band you know but it's hard to deny 20 years you know so we'll probably probably do it awesome man awesome and uh if we could fire up the delorean for a couple of seconds here go back to those early days the first time i ever heard about papa roach i was standing outside of a of a concert venue in san francisco during the gavin convention oh yeah of 1999 yep 
and I see this van scream around the corner, turn around the corner and throw plastic roaches at me. And the van says Papa Roach on the side and burns out. And I just get hit with the, like, what happened here? And I pick it up and there's a plastic roach that says Papa Roach. Yes, we had street team was in full effect all throughout. Actually, there was like, they had people going to hotels, putting like, do not disturb signs. They had, we had special ones made, Papa Roach. They had all, like all the canvas to all the hotels. That show was at the Maritime Hall that we did at the, I was thinking it was the Gavin yeah. convention i remember that was an insane show a lot of stuff went down in that day and it was it was cool that was a great introduction and uh speaking of one more time in the the past and being that we're an ie radio station our our champions our, our brothers out there alien out yes. farm prove it true or dispel the rumor but i had always heard that there was a, a kind of a pact with you and farm back in the day that like hey whoever gets signed first we're going to get the other one signed and kind of talk about that absolutely yeah we we met them through you know actually a, a couple of fans of ours and um, we started trading shows we would bring them up to NorCal and then they would bring us down here we played at the barn yeah. And um, it was awesome. We had a great friendship. And yeah, we had a pact. We said, whoever gets signed first, we're going to help the other one. It, it really didn't take us that long. You know, it was like six months, I think, doing a couple of tours. And funny story, they pulled the best end of tour prank on us ever. Oh, let's hear it. Uh, let's hear it. Because we were, we were on, you know, it was, it was 2000. We were, you know, we were all still wearing the bl- all black dickies. And, and uh, they played right before us. So they came out in all white dickies and Dryden did between every song every one of their songs Dryden said everything that Jacoby would say in the mid, you know in between songs and we were just standing there just completely blown away our minds blown Jacoby's sitting there going just I could see it in his head what am I going to do now <laughs> like it wasn't the normal you know feathers or ping pong balls right, or right. hot sauce or anything like that it was just a complete mind twist and we we're just going oh what are we going to do? So it was, kept us on our toes. It was fun. It's kind of like a com- comedian going up and doing using all your punchlines and topics beforehand. And Absolutely. One other thing I, I always talk about on the radio is movies and music and soundtracks. Yeah. I love that combination of movies and music, and I feel like it's gotten away, but you've been a part of a ton of them, and I love that you've kind of always done that, but curious if there's one that's kind of stood out for you over the years, or maybe even if you had one growing up. And Man, I... I think something that was really cool for us was to be a part of the Avengers soundtrack. I'm a sort of a comic guy, comic nerd, you know, and, and I, I had a lot when I was growing up and, um, and it was just, uh, something that, you know, it's not a huge thing. It wasn't in the, like our song was in the movie, but still to be tied to that. It was really cool for me. Is there one from maybe back in the day that kind of stands out that did have an effect that you kind of saw? Like, for instance, I talked to Spider from Power Man, and he said to this day, people still come up and talk to him about being on the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 soundtrack, which you just, guys were on yeah, too. I was just going to mention that, that, uh, you know, it was the song that we had on there was Blood Brothers, and it wasn't a popular song. It wasn't a single, but we got more exposure from that than I think, you know, any other song besides a single. It was great. Beautiful, man. 